0: And welcome back to the Novelty Podcast. I'm Mar. And I'm Sadie. And this is the podcast where we read the books like you don't have to. And we are back with another <laughs> episode in our mini series. We hope you're enjoying them. Um, and what are we reading today, Sadie? Today we are talking about,
1: or we're not reading. Oh yes, not reading, my <laughs> Not reading, <bad. laughs> but we are talking about The Light We Carry by Queen Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. She, have you read any other of her other books? No. Okay. Never. I love her books. And she released this one. Um, it was December of 2022. It was right after COVID. Because mm. um, she actually talks about this was like her COVID project, oh, essentially. Wow. Um, and so everything about the book, if you are new to this little mini series, is a little series where we... Don't we're doing a suggestion series where we're trying to figure out, should we read this book in full form? Mm. Because there's a lot of books out there in the world. We can't read them all. And we want (laughs) to read
0: good ones, good ones.
1: And we want to read ones that you also enjoy. And so Mm. this mini series, we watch some articles, watch some interview, watch some articles. (laughs) I'm done. Read some articles, watch some interviews Mm -hmm. and decide, Okay, is this a book that we're into or not? And so today we're talking about Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry and I will just throw it over to you, Mar. What's something that surprised you in general at all about what this book was? Because you mm-hmm. had no, un, like
0: no expectations of what this book was. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, did, I, I mean, who doesn't love Michelle Obama? Even if you don't have a reason to love her, you love her. True. So it's like I didn't, um, all I really know knew is that it was like dedicated to her mom and dad. And so um, I Yeah, I guess they say that she says that this book is a toolbox um, for life, for motherhood, for relationships, things that she's accumulated over time from people in her life uh, that she just wants to pass this on. Um, And one thing I really like that she said in this is like because it's called The Light We Carry. Something that she said was everybody has a light and it's either fueled by love and support and investment or it can be solely snuffed out by hatred, by bigotry, by um, just like the world. And um, She's like, but the light is there and it's in all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I was surprised about was that it feels more like a maybe a self-help book, self-development book versus maybe more of a memoir. Because like I know she shares stuff about her life, but I think the intention is to help you become a better person.
1: Yep. Yeah, because her book I actually have on my shelf, it's Becoming, and she wrote one, and that's definitely more memoir. That's, like, all of her stories from being in the White House of, mm. of her time before with Brock. And I've read both books from her and um, some of Brock's, and they're always so – I just love a – honestly, a power couple. Oh, like, wow. And they seem like that to me in the way they both operate individually but then together. Um, and so she's also – so I watched her Kelly Clarkson interview. Uh, December, mm-hmm. she did this 2022. She's 58 years old, this woman. Blowing my mind. Michelle.
0: She looks amazing. She looks better than I do. She looks better than freaking I do. <laughs> Literally, I was like,
1: you are not going to be 60.
0: Mm-hmm. She's living forever.
1: She, uh, Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> and so, she's talking about, like you said, this is, book is kind of like her... Everything that she's learned and accumulated up until her almost 60 years of life wow. and almost 30 years of marriage.
0: Crazy. Which I
1: thought was just, it's so special when you have access to someone who I feel like is very transparent. Because that was, a, that was something that surprised me about this book. Because she talks about how they had essentially a 10-year horrible stretch in their marriage. Mm. Very, very hard stretch in their marriage. And she was saying, but I would rather take those 20 good years mm. and 10 hard years for the relationship that I have now. Wow. And so one of the things that she was talking about is she wanted this book to be kind of like pulling back the facade in the mask a little bit on ideal marriages or relationships, like ones that you look up to. Because she was saying that they've obviously been married for 30 years so if you look up them online. If you look at pictures, I mean, Mm -hmm. they're iconic together. Like you can tell they just have so much fun together, obsessed with each other, all those things. And she was saying, well, yeah, we are now, but there was 10 years that was actually really hard. And she said it was when they were raising their kids. And so she was saying like, it's so hard for young couples. She's like, I have a deep desire for young couples to make it. She's Mm -hmm. like for young people to get a partner to have a husband, have a wife, and build a family, have a life. She's like, those are all great goals. She's like, but it's unfair and it's so horrible if they are looking up to couples like them who have, you know, been together for 30 years and they look at this amazing marriage. Yeah. And they're just like, Oh, how did you get there? How do we do it? And she was saying, like, the first time that you hit a a snag in the relationship, like a natural snag in the relationship, she's like, you are going to think you're broken. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to think your relationship is at a peak and it could all crumble. She's like, and that is a genuine natural part of life and relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I love that it seems like in this book, she's also trying to kind of say, this is what a, a good, strong, healthy relationship can look like. And not to, cause I think there is, I'm curious what you think about this. I think there is such an idea that you have to find the perfect spouse. They have to check the boxes of, you know, they've got to be both, they match your uh, like uh, cognitive, like mental abilities. They've got to make you laugh. They've also got to be really attractive to look at. They've got to be the person that you can share their soul with and bear everything with. They've also got to be your biggest motivator and cheerleader and every single category. They have to meet. And it's like, no one person can do all of that. That's just not possible. And you better sure be able to do that for them if you're expecting them to do that. And so I think she's just trying to kind of be like, that is unrealistic. Yep. And this is what a great marriage can look like going through rough times. So that kind of surprised me from the book. And then also she was saying, um, she had this quote where she said, Too much time is spent trying to feel, trying not to feel anxious and uncertain rather than leaning into the fact that that is a part of life. Mm. And now how do we figure out how to manage it? Wow.
0: That is so good.
1: So insightful. And I do think that touches on the heartbeat of like the younger generation right now, even Gen Z for sure, of of, like, they're so prevalent of anxiety and depression, right? Like, Like that's the two biggest things is like anxiety and depression. And she's saying too much of your time is spent trying to avoid feeling that. Yeah. Versus recognizing that is a part of life. How do we handle it? How mm. do we move forward in life? How do we cope with these yeah. human emotions and feelings?
0: That's so good because I do think in um, even our generation and like obviously Gen Z as well, which I, I, don't I know think if I'm part of Gen I Z. I think anyway. you are technically Gen. Because before Z. I was a actually maybe I was never. A millennial. I think I'm
1: millennial. Because I think honestly, there's so many memes, and I'm like, why do well, I relate I to this? I used to be a millennial,
0: and then they came out with Gen Z, and oh. they moved me to Gen Z. Because I'm the year 2000. And they Born made like. In the year 2000. 3, 000, <laughs> first of all. She's a fake fan. Jonas Brothers are coming for That's you. That's another
1: reason why I'm definitely millennial. Did you know because Jonas I don't Brothers know. did not
0: write that song? They did a cover of that song. <gasps> I did not That's
1: know, not know their
0: that. Song. I didn't know that. Wow. Well, see, I I'm don't even millennial. know Jonas Brothers. I was <laughs> So basically it's like, we have that mindset of like, um, the anxiousness.
1: Yes. The anxiousness
0: of like, we, we always focus on the thing that we don't want to be. Yeah, but I think people forget that when you focus on something, that's where you're headed towards. Mm-hmm. You're you're putting your direction in who you don't want to be, so that is who you're going to become. Mm-hmm. But when you point yourself in who you do want to be, and I like that's like that's kind of what she's saying. It's like no, recognize that like you're gonna have problems. You're gonna feel anxious about it. You're gonna feel worried. But when we get there, it's like how do we keep going? Mm-hmm. How do we break through that? How do we still be a light in a world? And I believe she says this that it's like when the world feels so low,
1: mm-hmm. it's like how
0: do we do that? And and I. I will say that she was pretty, uh she kept the book to herself a little she bit. She did. And these interviews, I don't know necessarily the big picture, but I just know that she's got a lot in there about her father, because her father had a disability mm-hmm. who had MS. Mm-hmm. Watch, she said watching him get up every single day mm-hmm. to choose to do good, to choose to get a job, to cho- you know, with a disease that was very debilitating and was hard for him to do things, you know, made her like realize that she doesn't got an excuse. That she can get up, that she can, even if she's got anxiety, because in any of these interviews, she's like, I've got anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. She's like, I might be, you call me Michelle Obama, the first lady. She's like, but I'm a regular person. And I get nervous and I get scared and have fear just like everybody else. And I think the book touches on that too, of like, what do you do with this fear and how to use it to fuel you to keep going instead of letting it hinder you.
1: Yep. Yeah. She has a quote kind of going off of that where she says, quieting the fearful mind is key. Mm. Fear is a necessary feeling, but if we overprivilege it, it keeps us stuck. Wow. And I love that because it's true. You I always I my husband and I talk about this a lot of like social anxiety and social pressure, of how young kids especially want to avoid anything at all costs. Like it's so interesting because I get to work with um, students of like different ages. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm working with kindergartners and sometimes I'm working with middle schoolers. And you can see the students that they are genuinely they will not do anything that they're not sure of the outcome mm. or that they are scared of the unknown happening. Yeah. And then you'll see students that are just, they'll go for it and they'll try something mm. because they they know that they have a healthy parameter of making mistakes and they know how to try again and come back from it. They're not worried about, oh, I can't you know, walk over there because I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, and yeah. it's so interesting that she talks about like you are going to have fear. And that emotion, that sensation can be actually helpful. Just like social anxiousness and pressure can be helpful. That emotion can help you regulate, okay, am I in a safe space? Why am I feeling this way? Okay, something's not right. But if you you need to understand how to regulate that mm. and then how to quiet that. And so I love how she was saying you can use the emotion of fear yep. to propel you, to motivate you, to to encourage you to do certain things but then learning how to quiet it when it's not helpful for you and when it's keeping you stuck from things. Um, And so, yeah, like you're saying, she definitely is keeping the actual content of the book. I couldn't get a read on, is this a list of literal tools? Mm. Is this stories and anecdotes? I kind of couldn't get a feel for it. Yeah,
0: it seems like when we did – the other two episodes, it feels like when, like the Jeanette McCurdy one, the ones that you guys have already listened to. It's like it seems like they did these interviews after the book had come out. And so you had the the people who were even interviewing them knew more about the book versus like this time. It seems like the only people that knew about the book was the person that was interviewing them and Michelle. And so but they didn't want to share much about it because they want you to go and buy it. Right. And so a I think teaser. it was a little teaser. So I don't know. Um, But I, she does say that she talks about fear and vulnerability and overcoming it. Um. Yeah. And also talking about like when you're, she said something she was talking about like when you're in your twenties and, and finding and watching her kids kind of grow up and seeing them get their own place and things about them, like wanting them to put a coaster down, but they didn't want to yes. in the White House. Like stuff like that. It was funny to me. I
1: love that. I could totally see my mom feeling the same way. She like would be like, oh, you guys freaking care so Mm -hmm. much now about your stuff, but you do not give a rip about our stuff in the house. It's just so
0: funny. And she said, like, when you're in your 20s, you have a problem with boundaries. Like you have to say no sometimes. And so I guess that's a question I have for you is like, you know, even though we're both still in our 20s, like, do you feel like you use that you're good at saying no?
1: Oh, 100 percent. (laughs) Okay, I and that is not a skill that I have. Mm always had. Yes. But 100%, one of the most amazing women, her name is Mel. I love her. She's in Arizona. I love this woman. We love you, Mel. She always, she told me once, no is a complete sentence. Wow. And that has stuck with me for so many ways because I would always be the person that I'm, I'm very much like uh, empathetic of trying to put myself in someone else's perspective. So if I'm sending a text, if I'm calling someone, if I'm, I, and I'm also very like um, type A, I guess, in a way where I'm like, if I said I'm going to do something, I have to do it. Oh, like, yeah. it does not matter what comes up. It doesn't What I have to do it. And so, but she would always tell, no is a complete sentence. Yeah. You don't need to go off on this whole reason about why and what. Wow. And what. No, I wow. can't do it. And I, so a hundred percent, I think I'm much better at it now. And I am I hope to be better at it in the future because I always am a experience person. Like, I always want to say yes to new things. I want to go try new things and Mm -hmm. all of that. But I've gotten way better about assessing my feelings and then being like, no, this is just not the right day, not the right time for it, something. But
0: what about you? That's so good. Yeah. Because like Satan and I were just talking before, this, actually kind of about that of like saying no and when to say yes to things of like, I don't think, I think I've gotten better, but I still think there's a lot of room for improvement. (laughs) And I, I like how she said, Michelle said that with each decade, um, you stop caring about the things you shouldn't be caring about. You start, you know, you're getting closer to things that you should be getting closer to. And it, and it kind of gave me like, oh, it's OK. Like, it's OK that um I don't have a house right now. It's OK that my life might be a little all over the place. It's like, but I can start now with saying no. And I love how your your friend Mel said, like, that's a complete sentence because I find myself I love to volunteer y'all, I love to volunteer. Like I I like feeling, um, I guess maybe that's a, a thing of like, I like feeling needed or mm-hmm. it's more of like, I like serving. I like letting people know that I'm there for them. That is mm-hmm. something that brings me joys when I get to do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh, they're just saying that, but like, I get so much joy seeing somebody else happy because somebody showed up for them. Like, that's like, we're going to a graduation tonight. And like, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, oh, maybe I should have said no to this. But it means, like, I need my students to know that, like, I'm always going to be in their corner, even if it's not the right time for me to be there. And I think that can be a good thing. But I also think it could be a bad thing. And I think there's areas in my life where I'm learning, like, okay, some places, yes, you should show up, even if you don't feel like it. Sometimes that's a good thing. But other times, recognize what's truly important at that moment. Is it you showing up or is it you staying home and fixing what's there?
1: Yep. You know? That is so good. And I think that's a, a skill that takes a lot of time to develop and discernment to recognize, yeah, okay, is this a situation where, no, I said I was going to be there. I'm going to show up and and I want to be someone that follows through on my word. Mm-hmm. Like I, if, I want people to know that if I say something, I'll do it. Yeah. But then at the same time, recognizing what is most important right now, mm-hmm. meant, like checking in with yourself, what, what is going on in your life, yeah. and obviously – to someone else. Yeah, they would obviously have loved you being there and yeah. they would love the friends would love you to come hang and all those things, but it's like ultimately what is most important right now? Well, and then yeah, feeling comfortable to say no and miss out. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. You, FOMO. you have FOMO. I do. You get have FOMO. and I get it too, like yeah. 100%, but I think it's so it's such a good skill to develop. And it takes forever. Yeah. It's not just yeah. a young
0: person thing though, like FOMO fear of missing out. Like because I I see listen, I see older people all the time, right? And it's just them and their spouse. And it's like, I think that could be healthy, but I also think it can be unhealthy because you still need community no matter how Don't old you're. Don't get you are. me started
1: on this. I will go off forever on this. Of <laughs> you can still have such a joyful, fulfilled incredible life. And I think as you age, and I think a huge, 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 huge part of that is still holding on to individual hobbies and individual wow. friends. Prioritizing the two of you yes. over anything else, mm. right? Like that is the most important relationship in your life. You want it to be the most important relationship in your life. Yeah. But I think the way that you can have such a fulfilled and joyful life as you're older married mm. Is by having your own hobbies, having your own friends, saying yes to the trips. But it's also, that's totally a different time in your life when you can focus on that. Like Mm -hmm. there are times when I have had a lot more freedom to go out at night and hang out with the girls, or I can go out on the weekends or whatever. And then there's times where I'm like, okay, my life is a little bit chaotic right now. So I'm staying in this weekend. You know, it just depends. But a hundred percent, I think you can have FOMA as you're older, but I've... Always, I'm so heated about the whole idea of getting older and getting boring. Ooh. That it will not be my life. Amen. That will not be I our marriage. I saw a woman at
0: Starbucks the other day. Okay. She's an older lady. She had red hair. I Love. said, if that is not me. Wait, naturally? No, she... No, she... <laughs> But I was like, if that is not me, like, I will constantly be doing things to keep myself young. It's like, I don't care if I'm 60 years old. If I want purple hair, I'm dying my hair purple. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, because it's like, those are the little things that I think they just don't matter.
1: But then also, I think too, what I have noticed with people that have more of a, just in my perspective, a joyful life, a full life, a fun life Mm -hmm. as they're older, is they are flexible. Ooh. Like- I guess physically, but I'm mean, like, just Not like, <laughs> Well, they're able to, they're able to like still enjoy life and yes. do things because they, they took care of themselves, but they're flexible with their schedule. They're, they're open handed with, they, they don't get so stressed out about the details. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna go, things will, let's figure it out. Things yeah. will work out. And if they go on trips or they go on plans, like they're not looking at all the ways things are gonna be difficult. Yeah. They're, they're looking at all the opportunities, experiences, the fun that they're gonna have. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I talked to Joel about this so much. I'm like, that is not gonna be our life. Like, we are not gonna be this old couple that says no to things because we're not sure yeah where the to parking where the parking is you know ah, what I'm ah, people yes. legitimately do that they'll like avoid there, things. there's no place to
0: park so i'm not coming yes
1: or mm-hmm. they'll be like oh i have to take a subway and then and uh, i don't think so yeah. like they they just kind of look at the issues mm-hmm. rather than what maybe it's because the they it now be. they
0: know that like because when you're younger i feel like sometimes you just got to get up and you got to do it but when you're older they're like no i could genuinely choose to not do that right <laughs> Like, I'm genuinely not going to the beach because I know sand's going to get in places I don't want I it to be. Crying. So I'm not going.
1: Like, I, See, Is that how you feel at the beach? Yes. Right?
0: Oh, Mariah. I mean, I'll go, but I'll sit on a blanket. Do not expect me to get out and get in that water. Have you? And if, what? You want to go to Hawaii, though, one day. Oh, What are you sure. going to do about that? Oh, I'll swim in Hawaii. <laughs> that sounds fun fine she goes she goes but no i guess we don't live in lakes this is oceans around see, here to me
1: this is a stunning gorgeous beautiful place Be okay. and i will literally but then you my see pictures lying hawaii
0: like you no that's stunning and gorgeous
1: but then the sand is still the same at both places though let me tell you
0: lies from experience no <laughs> it is both still Did sand you bottle it up is it from the same company is it from the same <laughs> i rocks? took it this oh, right
1: well, okay, we got a little bit derailed, we but did. I think that shows to show that this book probably has a lot of ideas and concepts yes. that we would talk about. It doesn't give us a real idea of what it would
0: be Just like a it, toolbox. Yeah, so
1: what do you think? Does this does these interviews make you want to read it? Hmm. How do you feel about it? Ending the episode.
0: Um I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'd be okay with not reading it. Okay. But I feel like if I was in the space, which I think maybe I am, of self-development and wanting to learn from somebody that has lived through life. They're now older. They're now wiser. Um, Maybe wiser. You never know. But, like, you know. they. <laughs> she they, seems pretty smart. She seems very smart. And, you know. I think I would read it if it's, it seems like a self-development book for me. And so I think if that's the stage of life where I was in, I was like, what can I do be doing better as a mother, as a wife, as just a person living on this planet? Yeah. I think we always should be growing ourselves in that direction. So I think I would read it. I'm not sure it would have, it might take me a while to do it though.
1: Yeah. That's actually kind of how I feel because it didn't give me too much information. I, I think because I've also read her, previous book that one was a lot more anecdotal mm-hmm. a lot of stories and so if i was going to read this one i genuinely would want it to be like these are things that i have done in my marriage that were ex- like wow, significantly yes. helpful these are things i did as a mother that helped me like i would literally want to be like give me your routine give yeah. me your details like cuz mm-hmm. i actually would be curious about that and so i think i agree with you i would read this um i think i just want to be in that mindset of, yeah. you know, like it, it kind of, it honestly feels like a very light read, like you'd take to mm-hmm. on a trip or on the a plane. beach Yeah, the beach <laughs> with the sand that you have to get your toes oh, in, crack. Mar. I the crack <laughs> of your toes the is crack what you, you meant. Toes
0: is what I meant <laughs>
1: for sure. That's what you. I'm now gonna go to the beach. I actually know one other person that hates the sand. It's just, it's so funny to me
0: sand. I just don't like when my feet are wet and then they touch the sand. And then like I'm wet and the sand gets all in places you don't want it to be. That is so funny to me. We're going to have to do a beach day and you're going to have to conquer that fear. It
1: will not keep you stuck. That fear uh, will not keep you. You will not keep me me down. I'm going to the beach. (laughs) Okay. Well, you guys tell us what you think of this book if you would be curious if we would if you want us to read it. We'll read it for you because this is the one, this is one of those books. I have a feeling like people would always be like, oh, we'll benefit from it. We'd love to yeah. know, but we don't want to read it. Yeah. So let's make those girls in the Just podcast read <laughs> <laughs> But we hope you guys enjoyed. As always, hit those five stars. Come
0: on. <laughs> Give us a good rating. Give us a good
1: rating and let us know what books you would like us to record next. And we will see. Oh.
0: Also yes. guys, just a little snippet. If any of you guys have questions that you want to send in, feel free to click that link below at the Novelty Podcast Instagram, DM us a voice memo of your question and you just might be featured on the show.
1: Yes. So send in those voice notes, those yep. voice note questions if you want you to hear yourself mm. with us on this podcast. On this podcast, send it in. But we love you guys and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye shallow